Hey, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Bianca, and welcome to season four. Season four. We are so excited. This season, we're going to have some special guests, and we're going to continue to develop as leaders together. These conversations are designed to help you learn leadership principles and put them into practice. Listen, we're not just sitting on the sidelines. We're not just having conversations. We are learning these principles, and I'm excited about diving into our very first conversation of season four. Let's go. All right, well, we're going to dive right in. We got our very first guest of season four. His name is Hayden Lindsay. And thanks for joining me today. Hayden is our student ministries director. He is the production team director, as well as our media team, which is our website, app, and podcast. So <laughs> you are here in the show. We are yes. so glad to have you here. Man, you're a blessing to me, to Bianca, to our entire staff, and to really this church, man. I can't even imagine doing this without you. So you're our right hand. You're right there with us. So we're glad to have you as our first guest for season four. So tell us a little bit about yourself personally and how did you find yourself in ministry? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's kind of great to be on the podcast and not behind the camera, but uh, we're going to do this together. It's so great. I can't believe it's already season four. Like, I know. That's crazy. Time has just flown by. Yes. Um, but just to tell you a little bit about myself, I, um, I have a wife. Her name's Alexis. Beautiful. We've been married for about two, two and a half years now. Um, I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> two and a half years. We just had our first baby. She's five months old. Raylan Everly, cutest little button ever. Um, so she's, she's brought so much joy to our lives. Like it's crazy. And when they say they grow up quick, man, like she's growing up already. Uh, but it's been so much fun, but just to give a little bit of background of who I am, where I've come from. So I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, uh, born and raised there. Um, it's kind of funny cause my parents actually like grew up in this area in the Bolingbrook, Illinois area. My mom grew up in Schaumburg. My dad was not too far from there. And so it's kind of crazy to be like back in the roots yeah. of where it all started. That's so cool. Um, it blows their mind all the time when they think that I'm here in Illinois. Um, and then they're like, what are you doing there? <laughs> um, no, but it's been great. I love living here. Um, but I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and I kind of grew up in the ministry. My dad, he was a, a pastor. My grandparents were missionaries. I have aunts and uncles that were in ministry. So I kind of like grew up. I was kind of like one of those people that were born on the front pew of the sanctuary. Yeah. Like I was like born inside the sanctuary. Um, and so it's just kind of been like in my DNA and who I am. But I always knew I wanted to go into ministry, but I wanted to wait to hear from God that that's what I was called to do. That's good. And so when I was about 15, 16 is really when I felt the call that God was putting on my heart to go into full-time ministry. And I didn't know exactly what that even looked like. I mean, that can sound scary to some, like, what does that even mean? Um, but I knew it was something that God was placing on my heart. And so I, at about 18 years old is when I met this youth pastor. Um, I was part of this youth group, amazing youth group. And um, this youth pastor, him and I have just built, built this amazing relationship with one another. Uh, we worked great alongside each other, but he had ended up resigning from that position and actually moving up here to Illinois to youth pastor at another church. And so he asked me, hey, when you graduate, do you want to go to Illinois with me, the Chicago area? And I was like, let's go to the Chicago area. Like, come on. Like, who doesn't want to live near Chicago? And so when I graduated high school, I turned 18. I booked my flight. I moved up here. 
moved away from everybody that I loved, moved away from everything that I had ever known. Um, and so it was a, definitely a leap of faith. I mean, it's brought so many bless- blessings to my life, um, but it was scary at first. And so that's kind of how I got into ministry. So I started interning under this youth pastor and he just threw everything at me. He yeah. was like, yo, you're an intern. This is what interns do. And so he threw at me like, uh, ha- had to make graphics and videos and all this stuff. And I had no idea how to do any of this stuff. He's like, here's a laptop, here's Photoshop, here's iMovie, iMovie, not even Final <laughs> Cut, not Adobe Premiere, iMovie. And so he's like, here it is, like, just go crazy with it, make us some cool graphics, videos, and all that stuff. Um, and he's like, oh, by the way, you're also going to be leading the worship. And I was like, what? And so luckily I had a guitar and I had some other singers. Um, so I had to do that. And then he's like, oh, by the way, you're going to run our junior high ministry. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and so like throwing all this stuff at me. And so pretty much everything that I've learned today is almost self-taught. Yeah. Now, yes, he was there to help me and guide me, um, like all mentors and leaders do. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I learned was really self-taught. Um, and so this is how I kind of like got into the ministry. And then after a few years of interning, doing that, I kind of came on staff at the church and then uh, God had moved me in different directions. And now here I'm at Living Water in Bolingbroke, Illinois, doing all the things that you just mentioned. Man, love it, dude. Love it. So this episode, we really want to kind of focus on the idea of as a leader, how you get people from being a place where they're sitting right. to where they're serving. How do you how do you move people from where they're just content with just receiving, receiving, receiving to now they're saying, hey, I'm not only showing up to like get something, but I'm actually showing up to like give something. Right. Like I want to, I want to pour it out. First of all, I want to kind of see how did that happen with you? At yeah. some point you were sitting, right. receiving, and at some point you made a decision. Right. It's no longer about me anymore. It's about other people. And so right. you moved to that place. How did that happen with you? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I learned is that I wanted people to experience what I had experienced. Mm. I remember being in youth ministry and the youth ministry that I was in was just an amazing ministry. The youth pastor did an amazing job and I wanted to share what I had learned, what I had taken, what I had experienced and share that with other students and other people. And so that was like my biggest like motivation, my biggest drive is that I wanted to take what happened there and happen. Now it may look a little bit different for sure. Might have to do a little bit different of uh, things, but the whole experience, I wanted them to know who God was, how much he loves you, and how amazing he is. And just, I mean, he's fun, uh, his presence, everything about Jesus. I Just everything that I learned that I saw, I was just like, come on, let's do this. Let's go. And see, that's really good because for leaders that are trying to recruit and train and develop other leaders around them to remember that this is really the core of it. I mean, this is why we do what we do. This is how we're going to invite people to be a part of something deeper. Right. We're going to cast a vision in them to say, hey, you know all the things that God's been doing in you? What if God used you to do that for someone else. Right. And I mean, casting that kind of vision is huge. So, you know, as as a leader now, because that's really what we're talking to in this podcast mm-hmm. is either current leaders or people who desire to become a right. leader. Right. You know, this is one of the biggest parts to sharing this vision, to casting that vision. I mean, what are, what are some ways or, or how would a person be able to like really kind of say this to a person in such a way that they'll follow them. I mean, right. to move from like, Hey, I'm j- I just got a vision to say, I actually have people following me now. Right. How, how do you think that the best way to do that is to move people from sitting to serving? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is that you just got to do it. 
you, you can't think about it too much because we all know that the enemy likes to throw little little jabs at us, little drop little thoughts in our in our mind, and we just can't focus on those things for too long. Because if we do, we're just going to talk ourselves. So just do out it, being it. like, just get up and people and build relationships and just invite them to be a part. Exactly. Exactly. I think you just got to go to that person say, Hey, do you want to be on my team? This is what God's doing. And just share with them what God is doing. That's That's, that's the biggest thing. If you just share what God is doing, they are going to follow. If they see what kind of leader you are and what kind of people are on your team, they're going to want to join that team at as well. I've heard it said uh, uh, before that the quality of the leader will show by the quality of the people. So if you have good quality people, you know that that's a good quality leader. Mm. But you can't just be a leader that just is like all the other people, the people that serve under you. We call it here at Living Water Dream Teams. You can't be at the same le- level as your dream teamers. you got to be a few steps ahead of them so that they can follow where you're going as well. And when well. you say a few steps ahead, in what ways am I a few steps ahead? So like, so like, so I'm over our student ministry, right? And so what I what I talk to our students about is like, hey, we, we're all about next steps here at Living Water. Have you been baptized? Have you gone through the growth track? Have you given your life to the Lord? Have you done all these things? We are, all, we are all about next steps. So I challenge our students, hey, take a next step. In worship, have you ever sang the song before? Like we're singing songs like, hey, have you ever opened up your mouth? Why don't you go ahead and do that? That's good. Have you ever lifted up your hands? Why don't you take a next step to that? do that? And so I think when you're a leader, you need to be a few steps biblically, but are you growing yourself as a leader? Are you getting in the word of God and building your leadership, what God's placing on in your heart. So you can't you can't take people where you haven't been yourself. Exactly. So you can't lead others to a place where you've never been. You've got to go there first right, right. and say, come on, I've been there yeah. and you got to get there with me. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned as a leader as well is like, I can't take students where I haven't been. I can't take our production team or our media team places where I haven't been before. If I haven't learned how to use ProPresenter, how am I going to teach my dream teamers to use ProPresenter? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to learn and do things a certain way so that they can follow you as well. That's so good. And I love it because when I'm in conversation with you and you're talking about this, you you know, you kind of use your daughter as a great example yeah. of what it's like because oh, yeah. at some point, you know, you're, you're moving from yeah. where you've been to where you're going to. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter, Raylan, she's five months old and she just started and she, or she just learned how to grab the bottle with both of her hands. She realized she has two hands, she has 10 fingers and that <laughs> she can place her fingers on the bottle and suck the bottle herself and get the food <laughs> that she wants. She knows how much she wants. And so at some point as a, as a follower, when you're building your maturity in the faith, you gotta, you gotta learn at some point that, Hey, this isn't just about me anymore. This is about other people. I've experienced the presence of God. I've experienced what God is doing in this church. And so I should probably get up, go serve so somebody else can take my seat and experience because we can't experience or we can't expect like non-believers or baby Christians to be where we're at. Mm. And so we need to give up our seat so that other people, new believers, lost people can experience what you've experienced. So we need to move from sitting in a seat on a Sunday morning to maybe opening up a door for a new believer or a non-believer to come in the door so they, they can experience everything that you've experienced. And that's so good. So now what are some obstacles that you've experienced in leadership? Because oh, I mean, that's pretty difficult to like, just always be, I mean, since 18 years old, just, right. you've just been serving. I mean, you must've learned some things along the way. Well, 
Yes, I have. And what one of the biggest things that I've learned is that it's not all just rainbows and roses. Like, it's not all fun and games. Because it's so easy to see, like, especially nowadays, we have social media. So we can follow these churches, these pastors, these leaders. And we see that, man, we want to be that person. But what we don't realize is the price that they've paid to get to where they're at. Say that. So in ministry... When you grow to a new height, a new level in your leadership, there's a new price that you're going to have to pay. You know, one of the biggest things that I've learned in ministry is, like I said, I've been married for two and a half years, uh, now have a a baby girl. I'm learning how to do the work of the ministry, but also take care of my family. Mm Because before I was married, before I was dating anybody, it was just me going full throttle and doing everything, staying at the church till who knows when, just doing everything that I loved to do, where now I have a family, a wife, a daughter that I have to take care of as well. I got to make sure that my family's not falling apart while I'm here at the church or wherever doing the work of the ministry. So, I mean, that right there is like, boom. Like, that's big. Uh, that, that's a big step. Um, my bad. No, you can edit. I stopped right there. You don't have to say, um, you can cut it. Yeah, that's all I wrote down right there. Okay. Oh, I was going to say some other stuff. Okay. Look down at your pad again and then look back up with me. And then start talking. Another so thing. So do it again. Do oh, it again. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Another thing that I've also learned is that as a leader. Come with a little bit more energy because you had some more energy going into it. You know, another thing that I've learned as a leader is that you have to own up to your mistakes. See, when I was a student in the youth ministry, I mean, for students, it's easy to just put the blame on someone else or make an excuse. As the leader, you got to own up to your mistakes. And I believe that's what people are looking for, too. People don't want somebody that's fake, that won't own up to their mistakes, because that's not attractive. You don't want to follow that leader if they're not owning up to their mistakes. If you've seen that they've done stuff and they're just letting it slide or they're not owning up to it or they're blaming it on someone else, do not follow that leader. Mm. You need to follow a leader that will own up to what they've done, the failures that they've had. And so that's something that I've had to learn too, is that you can't blame somebody else for this. Like it is you. If one of my dream teamers did something, I'll own up to maybe something that they didn't because I should say that again. I'm sorry. Okay. So just start it back over from the very top of that. So look down at that then look back up at me and start speaking. Something else I've learned. So something else I've learned is that I have to own up to my mistakes you know, as a student, when I was in youth ministry, or when I was a student in my youth ministry, I had, I could blame somebody else. If I did something, I could just be like, yo, that person did it. Like I could make it all the excuses in the world, but as the leader transitioning to a leader, you have to own up to your mistakes. So good. Whether it's you physically or you doing something, or maybe it's one of your leaders, because obviously I didn't train them well enough, or I didn't teach them well enough to do it this certain way or what not to do, if that makes sense. And so I had to learn to own up to my mistakes because you don't want to follow someone that does not own up to their mistakes. Like if they can't own up to their mistakes, if they can't own up to what they've done, don't follow that leader, man. That's so good. And here's the best kind of leader. They even own up to the mistakes that their team makes. Yes. So like if something happened in the production team and I came to Hayden and I said, hey, you're not going to say, oh, yeah, it was that person who was running that camera over right. there. They're the ones. You're going to say, yes, sir. 
I know I'm going to step it up right. next time. I guarantee you, you can count on me. Right. Right. Because I'm in charge of training that person. That's so right. If, if they didn't do, it's not because they didn't do it. They just didn't know. Yeah. It was my fault for not showing them. Um, and so that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you got to own up to your mistakes. And I think people really are looking for that. They want to see a leader that's real and genuine. You know, people don't want fake. They don't want to follow somebody that's fake. They don't want someone, you know, I've learned in student ministry. I was, I was nervous going into student ministry. Although I was super excited, full of energy. I was nervous because students, they dress cool. I don't dress cool. Like, look at me, I'm wearing a sweater. Like students dress cool. And so I was, especially coming to, to this church, Living Water, because this is really my first church that I've been at where I've been full in the youth ministry. And I was nervous coming in because like, you got to dress school. I'm not your average youth leader, your average youth pastor, director. I'm not your average person. And so I'm coming in. I see these students wearing cool shoes, cool clothes, their hair is cool, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not that. But what I've learned is that they ultimately don't care how you dress, what you look like, and what you're saying. They just care that you're a real, genuine person. And if they know that, they can trust you and then they want to follow you. I'm telling you, that's that's the thing, man. If people could just understand, you've got something that God's put inside of you. He's giving you gifts. Yeah. He's giving you the abilities. And you just got to offer them to him and say, right. God, would you take these? Would you put your blessing on these? Right. And would you allow me to be faithful in using them to bless other people? Yeah. Listen, there are people who are listening or watching to this podcast right now that some of those insecurities that you just brought up in your own experience are maybe some things that are holding them back. What are some ways that you've been able to overcome some insecurities? Maybe it's about the, you know, the clothes you have or whatever it is, but maybe right. it's even something a little deeper than that. Maybe, maybe you've tried something and failed in the past and right. you're insecure that maybe you, you'll fail again, or maybe, maybe you're fearing rejection. I mean, what would you say to a leader right now who's just really struggling with your fear or, or insecurities? Yeah. So number one, I would say, and this is something that I did. I just had to surround myself with other leaders that were ahead of me. You always want to surround yourself with leaders that are ahead of you and let them speak truth to you. Let them, let them be open to you. Let them speak uh, realness to you. Um, and so that's something that I did. I surrounded myself with leaders that, you know, just encouraged me to be me. Just be you. That's all God is asking you to do. That's all anybody's asking. Just be you. And if someone's asking you to be somebody that you're not, once again, don't follow that leader. Be who God has created you to be. And that is something that I have had to learn. Just be who God. And then you can also ask the students, hey, what shoes should I buy? You know, like like start asking questions. Like it might not be something that you do right now. And there's nothing wrong. And now I have a closet full of cool Jordans and Nikes. So turn insecurities that may have held you back and use them and leverage them to actually make it a place that you have a new connection point. Exactly. Like say, hey, you know, I'm not going to just sit back in a corner and just be afraid because they might not like me, but just to say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just let them know. Because here's the thing, everybody deals with insecurities. I think that's one of the greatest ways to overcome your insecurities is just realize that Everybody has them. Yes. And nobody's just walking around all the time just with this huge level of confidence exuding right. from them everywhere. Everybody has to process these things differently. Take them to the Lord. You know, yeah. pray about them. Find Bible passages that are promises from God that right. you can pray about and say, God, give me the confidence in this area because faith and confidence go hand in hand. Right. And God wants us to have that confident so faith, good. that assurance that he is going to use us. Mm, well, so as we kind of bring this to a close, what's just something that you can just encourage our listeners with? Something that could build them up and kind of leave them with a nugget of truth. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said before, just be you. 
be who God has created you to be. And whatever that looks like, just be that person, be real, be genuine. If you're looking to step into leadership, surround your surround yourself with people that are already in leadership ahead of you so that you can learn what they already know. And if you want to be attract people, be real, be genuine. I've heard it said before, people see what kind of leader you are by the type of teammates that are on your team by the or how we say it here at living water your dream team so if i see certain high quality uh dream teamers on a team i know that that leader is high quality and so you gotta just keep on building yourself up get into the word be hungry seek righteousness be thirsty for the things of god and then everything else will fall in place what does matthew six thirty three say seek first the kingdom of god his righteousness and then everything will fall into place. I've I've really been encouraged by this. If somebody was online, they wanted to find you on social media, they wanted to start to follow you, how might they find you? Yeah, so I'm honestly only on Instagram. I got rid of my Facebook a long time ago. Uh, but you can find me on uh, Instagram at legit Hayden Lindsay because I'm legit, man. Uh, Hayden Lindsay, like an E-Y at the end. E-Y, Hayden Lindsay, H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. All right, and that's going to be good. Listen, you guys, I've had such a great time talking with Hayden today. I know that he's been an encouragement to you. Show him some love. Share this podcast with somebody. Tell him season four is going to be a bunch of great stories that are going to inspire you to go to the next level in your leadership. Remember, leadership's a journey. It's not It's not a destination. It's not like I'm trying to get to an end point. Right. It's me growing, constantly right. taking in, and that's exactly what we do here in the Leadership yes. Lab. This is a place where we're trying things out, where we're going through tests and trial studies because we want to show ourselves approved is what the word of God says. A workman that does not need to be ashamed. A person who correctly handles the word of truth. How do you discover that? You get in the lab and you start putting it into practice. Listen, you're never going to get to be a great leader if you don't just start leading somewhere, someplace. Start now. Yes. I love you. I appreciate you being on here. And we're looking forward to seeing what God has up around the corner.